Welcome, Critters and Creeps, to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Elle Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing The Lost Boys in memory of the creator who Dad figured out died recently. That is very sad. Yeah, it was uh, Monday, as a matter of fact. So two days ago. We were sitting down to watch the movie for this episode, and news broke right as we were about to watch the movie that Joel Schumacher died. Uh, he was 80 years old. Man, I can't even begin to stress like how important he was to me. Like His work is formative. Not just that, but he was also an openly gay filmmaker at a time when there weren't all that many openly gay filmmakers, especially working in Hollywood. So um, that was important to me to have that diversity in my media and to know like when I was a teenager to learn that I grew up on his movies and that, you know, there was this influence in my life. It It was important to me and I can't quite put it into words. It's still really close. And like a lot of deaths recently, there are people whose work my generation grew up on, you know, um, Ian Holm from Alien died recently, too. That that also hit pretty hard. So um, when I learned that Schumacher died, I turned to Alan. I went, dude, do you want to do Lost Boys? And uh, obviously, 1987's Lost Boys is a movie that we like a lot. Yeah. And Al has seen it before. Now, before we get into it in any depth. Let's note, this is a movie that's rated R. It's one of the few rated R movies Al has seen. And it's one that, I don't know, again, you got to know your kid. And Al was ready for when he saw it. It was also a movie that when I was Alistair's age was one of my very favorite movies. <laughs> Al, do you want to see something? Yeah. Here, lean around. Can you see that? Yeah. What is that? It's you as one of the Lost Boys. <laughs> yep, okay. for Halloween. When I was eight or maybe nine, I'm waiting to hear back from your grandma on it. I don't remember. I'll post the picture to Instagram. But when I was Al's age, I dressed as a Lost Boy for Halloween. I was a vampire. I wore a jean jacket and I had like a bullet hole in my face and stuff. Uh, it was super rad. I have always loved this movie. And Al got to watch it during Halloween season last year. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And do you remember what your appraisal of it was at the time? Your review no, immediately afterward? I don't. <laughs> the first thing you said to me was, that movie had great music. <laughs> so I guess before we go any further, maybe we should do some parental guidance, huh? Since it is rated R? Yes. Okay. So what are some stuff that parents need to be aware of before showing it to their kids? Because it is... A pretty spooky movie. Yes, it is kind of spooky. Also, towards the end, there is some vampire blood. Yep, the the vampires, yes. they go out in gory fashion. Like, the early kills in the movie are off screen. We see people just kind of get sucked up into the sky. And then there's a scene around a campfire later on where the vampires kill a whole bunch of people. And there's, like, really quick shots of gory deaths. So oh, there's that. Also, for one of the vampire's deaths, um, if you see them going into the bathroom, make sure that your kid knows that that is very gory. 
because there is, when they come out, his eyes are basically off, and it's really, really Oh, when he turns into, like, a skeleton? No, no, before that, when, like, the vampire comes out of the bathtub the first time. Oh, his eyes are gone? Yeah. No, I didn't notice that. No. There's a bunch of blood and stuff. Yeah, he turns into blood and, like, all the, like, sinks and stuff explode. Yeah, with blood. Yeah, there's some gory stuff there. Again, it's in quick bursts, right? It's not a movie that lingers on the gore. It's really quick. It's the kind of stuff that you'd see in a mainstream horror movie. You know, very, very fast. And so you could pretty easily, you know, cover your kid's eyes or whatever, uh, which obviously Al has the option of doing and he knows he can do that. But then also... Uh, when I was growing up, I just watched this movie a lot on television, so it was edited for TV. The fact that it could be easily edited for television shows that, you know, it's not an insurmountable amount of gore. But you know your kid, so watch it first, obviously. There's some swearing. There's a love scene that I don't remember. Was there nudity in that scene? Uh, No, not okay. really. No. So there you go. Lost Boys, Parental Guidance, with that out of the way, Alistair, what do you want to talk about here? Oh, I do want to talk about, you said about the kills that we don't actually see and we hear some screaming. I want to talk about a couple of those because I have a couple notes that are pretty funny about some of those. Okay, so what did you notice there? So the kills, what you're talking about there is before we see any gore and before we really see the vampires. Because we don't see the vampires for a long time, actually. I mean, we see them, but not in vampire form until, what, like halfway through the movie? Probably actually after that, because they don't fully turn into a vampire before, like, the... The campfire scene. Yeah, that's the first time we see them as a vampire. Yeah, I mean, we see them doing vampire-y stuff. There's, of course, the scene where they're using sort of, I don't know, vampire mind powers to make Michael think that he's eating maggots, you know? Yeah, they can do that, but also, when our two main characters, of course, drive through, they're like, wait, we're going to live in the murder capital of the world or something like that? Oh, in the beginning of the movie, yeah. Yeah, they're moving to Santa Carla, California, murder capital of the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that reminds me, there's a great episode of My Neighbors Are Dead, Nate's show, Nate's other show. Or one of Nate's shows <laughs> um, that he produces. Uh, there's an episode of My Neighbors Are Dead where they they interview two people who happen to live in Santa Carla. It's, you know, an improv comedy show. But it's one of my favorite episodes of My Neighbors Are Dead. They're hmm. Lost Boys episode. So throwing that recommendation out there. I'll put a link in the show notes. Check that out. But yes, Santa Carla, murder capital of the world. Why? Because... The vampires are killing basically everyone, (laughs) and they don't know that they're dead. They just have missing signs. Yeah, and milk carton photos of children, that sort of stuff. Yeah. There was like three scenes we see from in the parking lot where the vampires come and we hear the off-screen kills. I want to talk about the last two with the two cars, Mm -hmm. because I was like- I have two of those. Um, Because there's the security guard, and then there's the couple reading comic books. 
Yeah, there was actually two car scenes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There was a security guard outside his car, and then there was the couple in the car reading comic books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get attacked by the vampires. Mm-hmm. I think there was actually, like, three kills, because if I'm correct, it was, like, the security guard, and then I have two different car scene kills that weren't the security guard. Well, yeah, the security guard was a car scene. He was at his car. Because he's the one who grabs his door handle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's outside his car. He's not in his car. Yeah. But then the camera goes inside the car. So you're right. If your memory is a little hazy, it could seem like there's an extra kill there. Uh But yeah. So what happens with those? What did you want to talk about there? uh, I put down one note after that. I was like, really strong bats. I mean, sure. Basically. And we never so, see them flying around no. as bats, right? The movie's kind of classy in that yeah, way. We just have to I imagine I just didn't it. know that. And then the second car scene, I was like, I put down really strong wind because literally the whole top of the car comes off. Yeah, they rip the top of the car <laughs> off and then, yeah. and then pull the people out of it. But I kind of yeah. like that we don't see them in some kind of weird bat form. I mean, I would like to see them in like a giant monster bat form, but- it leaves it to our imagination, and especially when I was a kid, I was always like more scared of what they might look like than I was scared of them when they were actually vampires. Because <laughs> like when they're actually vampires, they just got the fangs and kind of like their cheekbones get all kind of yeah. bulgy. But what could they look like as bats? We don't know. We see their mm. feet. You know when they got those gross like bat feet when they're hanging upside oh, down. Oh yeah, <laughs> the little like clampy little bat feet. Yeah, I remember those. That's really all they have, like, bats, though. They do sleep like bats. Yeah, they hang upside down. That's how vampires sleep. Well, I mean, traditionally, you think of them sleeping in coffins, right? So when they go in to try to kill the vampires at the end, they're looking for coffins. But they can't find any coffins. Because they're like, where are the coffins? Speaking of who says that, there is, again, the, what's his name? Oh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. He's also in this one. Yeah. (laughs) So you got Corey Feldman from? The Burbs. And we saw him in a recent movie we did. Yes. He's in Step Monster too. So it's got Corey Feldman. It's got the two Corys, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim. Corey Haim plays Sam, our main character, or one of the two main characters, the younger brother. You got Jason Patrick. You got Kiefer Sutherland. You got uh, Diane Wiest, Alex Winter from Bill and Ted. He's one of the vampires. So quite a cast on oh, this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did mention. Alex it was Winter. Bill. Bill, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've got a new Bill and Ted coming out. We do? Yeah. Bill and Ted 3? Yeah. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Trailer just dropped a week or so ago. I guess hmm. I didn't show you the trailer. I got to show you that. Hmm, you did. Oh, and uh, Jamie Gertz is in it, too. Uh, Jamie Gertz, you would remember from uh, Twister. She plays Star in Lost Boys. And in Twister, she's Bill Paxton's character's new fiance. She's the one who's on the phone when they're driving through the storm with the cows. You know who I'm talking about? It's been a long time since we watched that. No, I really don't. I remember the cow Twister. Okay, this is what she looks like. You remember her from Twister? No. Then we got to watch really. Twister again. Yeah. Man, I love Twister. Oh, she's from uh, Chicago, actually. Hmm. Wasn't it like the twin cow twisters or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the and twin the, cow twisters. The cows twisters. were being blown between the tornadoes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. 
Corey Feldman shows up. Who does he play? Edgar, one of the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. What's the other Frog Brother's name? <laughs> Alan. Mm-hmm. Edgar <laughs> Allen. Frog. Yep. So, uh, what what's the deal with the Frog Brothers? Talk about them. They, these two characters were hugely important to me as a kid. Like, I thought they were amazing yeah. as a kid. Because, yeah, basically, the younger brother who is one of our main characters, though I think he's like our act. Like, our main character? Yeah, Corey other, Haim's character, yeah. Sam, whose brother, Michael, gets turned into a, a, vampire. a vampire. He's, He's turning also, into a vampire. Yeah, He is also our main character, but I do think the younger brother is also more of the main character. Yeah, it, it's definitely split between the two, and yeah. different parts of the movie follow the different characters so yeah. i don't know i'd have to chart it out to figure it out but it doesn't matter you're right the, yeah. but it's got those two main characters you know mm -hmm. so uh so, his brother michael's being turned into a yeah. vampire by vampire david played by mm -hmm. Kiefer sutherland so what's his name like sam or something sam sam goes into the comic book shop looking for a batman one and he meets the frog brothers who give him like one of the isn't it like vampires everywhere or something? Yeah, I think that's it's the like, name of the I comic. Don't like, yeah. I don't like... Oh, that's kind of... Yeah. Well, that's kind of like an um, Step Monster, isn't it? Yeah. So we got like, some symmetry yeah. here. Because hmm. in Step Monster, he has the comic book about the Trapopkins, and that's how he learns to defeat Trapopkins. Yeah. And in this, Sam gets comic books about vampires in order to learn about uh, how to defeat yeah. vampires. and they're like... And he's like, I don't like horror comic books. And then the Frog Brothers say, it might save your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it actually turns out it did. Yeah. Because if the Frog Brothers didn't give him, like, I think it was the second comic book they gave him. Yeah. Um, then he wouldn't have figured out how to actually end the movie. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, Edgar and Alan Frog, they end up joining up with Sam at the end to go in and try to kill David. So they're like vampire hunters. They're like yeah. teenagers who work mm -hmm. in their parents' comic book shop. Uh, the Frog Brothers are then vampire hunters at the end. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But do you, do you get the sense that they've killed many vampires? No, not really. <laughs> I don't think they have either. I don't think they've killed any vampires. <laughs> well, now they have. Now they have, by the end. What did we notice about the vampires, though, after they're killed? Something about their hmm. blood. Oh, right. Yeah. It's actually sparkly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their blood is sparkly blood. Yeah. When they come out of the cave covered in vampire blood, the blood has like glitter in it. And in yeah. the climax, when they're fighting all the vampires at Sam and Michael's grandpa's mm -hmm. house... They also like, get covered in glitter the blood. The Frog Brothers, because when the bathroom basically explodes. Yeah, with blood. And then they come out being sparkly because yeah. of the sparkly blood. Their blood has glitter in it. And I've never noticed that. I've seen the movie so many times and I didn't notice it until this time. Vampire blood sparkles. And for <laughs> those of you who know Twilight and likely hate Twilight, you probably... Um, I don't know, be upset to learn that there is some kind of precedent even within what I consider <laughs> classic vampire movies for sparkly vampires of some sort. So they don't sparkle in the sun, but their blood sure does. It does like glisten blood probably. 
like that, so they tried to mimic that by putting sparkles in the fake blood, since yeah. it's definitely fake blood. That just helps make it look real. All right, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, I remember when Grandpa gives him, like, the beaver thing. He's like, Yeah, the taxidermied beaver. Yeah. To Sam, he's like, beaver, you're history, and puts him in the closet. Yeah. And then later, he's like, ah, because there's an owl. He opens up the closet, and then there's so many of them. Yeah, Grandpa specializes in taxidermy. Uh, Grandpa also doesn't have a TV, but he reads the TV guide. He's like, if you have a TV guide, you don't need a TV. <laughs> yep, you read TV guide, you don't need to watch TV. Which is funny, because then, of course, like, I had to explain to Alistair what TV Guide is. Actually, I have some sitting around here. You do? That I, yeah, I used them when I was writing my thesis. There are a couple issues that I needed um, in order to <laughs> reference some things about, like, when when stuff aired on television. And I needed the very specific dates and times and stuff like that. So I had to track down the <laughs> uh, TV <laughs> Guides. But then, uh, yeah, no, so the beaver scene, that is really funny. I just thought that was funny. Though I... <laughs> I don't know. Would would you like a taxidermied animal in your bedroom? A dead stuffed animal? Probably not, actually. No? Though I can mimic how the beaver actually looks, so that's definitely good enough. Yeah, you can make the taxidermied, mm. yeah, the taxidermied beaver face. Yeah. It's like with his hands up, claws out, and he's, and he's like, eee, with his two teeth, yeah. two giant teeth. It's really funny. So... Got great music, great vampire stuff, great cast. One of Joel Schumacher's best films, by my estimation. He made films that I know are objectively better, but in my book, Lost Boys is just hugely important. I mean, this podcast probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for movies like Lost Boys in my childhood. I watched this like every time it was on TV. If I saw that it was on, if I saw that it was on in the TV guide, for example... I would purposely go out of my way to not do anything that day and just watch Lost Boys. Yeah. Oh, I also have the one that I was talking about. If he didn't get the comic book, he wouldn't figure out how to end the movie. Yeah. And I have the note about how that is. Since there is a dog named Thorn that is the Hound of Hell, yeah. as it says, and... And he becomes convinced yeah, that, that Max, mm -hmm. who wants to date Sam's mom, is a vampire and maybe the head yeah. vampire. Because the vampire thing says that the hounds of hell guard the vampire in the morning. So he's convinced that he's the vampire. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff with that. Yeah. Oh, I love um, Max's video store. If you rewatch the movie, gang, check it out when they're in the video store. The videos on, like, every shelf are old 1980s Warner Brothers release VHSs in, like, these clamshell cases. The Warner clamshell cases are my favorite VHS releases. I love the oh, way they yeah. look. I love the spines. They got kind of this gradient color effect on the spines. I have two totes full of Warner clamshell releases. I love yeah. the darn I things. remember when you showed me the shelf... When you told me about that, you really like those. I saw these like, like monster head things. Did you see those? Hmm. Like on the cases or something? On, like, no, the above them, like behind a, like a glass screen. There was like 
weird monster puppet. Oh, I, there was also maybe things. because there were a lot of video store displays. In yeah, it was there, probably like a video store. Displays. It was probably one of those. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know how we have like, um, there's the Dead Ringers thing over in the Nook, the red sort of um, it's like a square thing, the stand. It's on top of the TV over there in the Nook. Oh, yeah, I remember okay. that. Yeah, so I have a Dead Ringers, um, the Cronenberg film starring Jeremy Irons. I have a video store display of that. But that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that would be in a video store that they have in Max's store. These big stands with, like, cardboard cutouts of characters and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool, too, to just kind of glance around in the background of that scene. You know, and if you're yeah. watching it in HD, you know, on streaming or Blu-ray or whatever, you can, like, pause it and sort of pick out what movies are on the shelf and, you know, see what's uh, on the stands in the background. It's just fun for those of us who remember video store days <laughs> fondly. I do want to talk about when Max comes over for dinner and um, our main character, Sam, also invites the Frog Brothers. Yeah, so they, they can to, test Max. Yeah. They give him, like... They say that it's like Parmesan cheese, but it's actually garlic. Yeah, just grated garlic, and they just cover his dish in garlic. And they're like, aha, gotcha, because he like starts coughing and hacking, and they're like, you hate garlic, don't you? He's like, no, I love garlic. And then he puts water on him, like, doesn't it burn? Yeah, because it's like uh, holy water. Mm-hmm. They like splash it on his crotch. They put a mirror in front of his face, and his, he's got a reflection. So they're like, no, he's not the one. Yeah, that's a great scene. Just sort of kids testing out, you know, the vampire tests on a person to see if they are a vampire. I like that. I also really like the end where they've got like two and a half hours before uh, sunset to prepare for the vampires showing up. I love scenes in movies where especially like teenagers or whatever, are setting up traps and areas to sort of fight uh, invaders. uh, I love that stuff. I remember when the Frog Brothers say, Plan B, and and then Sam is like, what's Plan B? I'm like, we don't know. We got to think of one. (laughs) Yeah. So would you recommend this movie, Alistair? We don't talk about that often because, I mean, generally we do recommend the movies, but um, how do you feel about this one? I definitely would recommend it if you can watch it because yeah. it's pretty scary and gory. Well, and this is one of those things, too. Like, I think about the show Spook Factory, which if you haven't listened to them, go give them a listen, uh, which is the show run by kids. And I remember when I was first listening to it, their earliest episodes, you know, they were, what, 10 and 9 when they started yeah. that show? And they were watching pretty hardcore stuff right off the bat, you know. And nowadays, I mean, they're like watching serious horror movies and we're just a couple years on, you know. So they're like probably 12. So this is kind of you dipping your toes here into some R-rated stuff. And it's not stuff that we watch a lot. We don't watch a lot of R-rated movies. No. Just sort of occasionally, like once a year, we'll pick one that we know you're ready for and show you that. But we're also not going to change the format of the show. If anybody's worried, like, oh, now they're talking about Lost Boys and they're not going to talk about, like, kids horror movies anymore. That's mm. not the case. Nah. We still got plenty of giant monster movies. Yeah. We were going to do our episode about Green Slime for this, but we keep putting off Green Slime because stuff keeps coming up. So uh, yeah. one of these days we'll get to Green Slime. But I love this movie. It's mm. one of my favorites. So check it out, Critters and Creeps. Alistair, move into the segments. 
Yep. All right. So, Beastly Best, what's the coolest monster moment in Lost Boys? Hmm. I, I really did love when you see them as the vampires for the first time, and then Bill character says, Hello, Michael. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, I really love that line. Yeah, you liked, you liked Alex Winter in this a lot. He, I yeah. mean, Alex Winter's great, man. He's also a filmmaker. He did a lot of stuff for MTV in the early days of MTV. Some of the weirdest stuff on MTV <laughs> was uh, Care of Alex Winter as a filmmaker. I want to see filmmaker. that weird stuff. Really gross, strange comedy. <laughs> I also think that Alex Winter in this movie has the coolest moment, which is when he gets staked. Because <laughs> he's the first vampire to get staked. Spoilers, obviously. But uh, they stake him, and then he just explodes with blood. I remember when he's like, first one to come, first one to get staked. Yep. I was like, and then Sam's like, what? He's like, that's vampire comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets staked. Oh, we didn't mention, side note, there's a Munster Go Home poster. Oh, yeah. In the background, in the hotel um, scenes, yeah. in the vampire hotel. It's the first time when Michael comes in there. In a couple scenes, if you look on the wall... Especially um, behind Star. Like, she's standing yeah. in front of it, looking really concerned. Meanwhile, Herman Munster is behind her shoulder, sort of, like, dancing in cartoon form. <laughs> this is pretty yeah. good. So, get spooked. What's probably, the spookiest? Probably the one I said about when he... When the vampire comes out of the bathtub for the first time. Oh, and he's, like, when, melting or whatever? Yeah, and he's, like, his skin's melting off, and, like, his eyes aren't there, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really spooky and creepy. I thought, I always thought the flying around scenes in the beginning were really spooky, you know, where we don't see them, we just see the their POV, and then we see the security guard look up and scream and i was always like what are they seeing like just not seeing them spooks me out you know like that's that's something that always was creepy to me as a kid yeah did you have any funny bones from this one actually there was a couple okay um especially it wasn't like funny moments but some funny lines yeah i've got one too but what was what's yours um I have a couple funny bones, but I'm just going to say most of the time when the Frog Brothers are first encountering the vampires, they're really funny. They are. They're, they're a great comedic relief. They're also the ones who are doing a lot of the battling, so that's fun. And then when they, uh, when they knock the one vampire, or no, they don't knock the vampire into the tub. Um, Nanook, the dog, does. But yeah. then they're like laying on the floor holding each other while the vampire is like, melting in the tub. Ah! Because yeah. <laughs> they definitely have, and that shows that they have definitely not done this before. Now, I'm not going to spoil this part of the movie. I'm just going to say that my favorite thing, like in terms of the, the comedy of the movie, the funniest bit to me, and Al, don't spoil it. We won't say what it is, but it's the last line of the movie. I think the last line of the movie oh. is a killer. I think it's so yes. good. It always stuck out to me. So there you go. But that brings us to the big one here, Al. The big segment, Scream Themes. What would you say a powerful message of this movie is? And we're looking at an adult movie here, right? We're looking at something rated R. So there's a bit of complexity to this that maybe 
you know, you wouldn't have seen in other sort of uh, movies geared towards younger audiences. But what would you say is a message of the Lost Boys? I think I have one. What I'm thinking is that if you have friends, friends might be able to save your life. So it's something about friendship. I agree with this. I I agree with you completely. There's definitely something there because... Like in trust trust and friendship and it's and it's not just with our main characters either it's also with the vampires yeah. right there's there's a family element to it yeah 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 you're right you're 100 percent right this is about family yeah you know it's about, about family and it's about putting together a family that you can trust when like the bill character dies the vampires try to come and attack them because yeah, they're basically the, like a family yeah you don't hurt one of ours you know um, yeah. The same thing with Sam and Michael. And that's interesting. I, didn't, I never really thought about it this way. You're kind of opening up the movie to me in some interesting ways here because Sam gets the Frog Brothers to help him go after the vampires in order to protect Michael, who's being turned into a vampire. In turn, they kill um, Alex Winter's character. I don't remember his name for the life of me. Uh, Marco. They kill Marco. And so David and the others then go after them in retaliation. So there's a lot of retaliation on behalf of their sort of de facto family members. Mm-hmm. But they've created these families for themselves, yeah. people that they can trust. Mm-hmm. And that is really important, especially nowadays when people are finding out that some of their relatives are just horrible yeah. people. Yeah. You know, that we've got to we got to put together the families that are people we can trust and who will protect especially- us. Even though Michael is turning into a vampire, Sam still trusts him. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a full vampire yet or anything. He's not eating anybody. And so Sam, you know, puts his faith in Michael because Michael puts his faith in Sam. And they're there for each other. And they're there to protect each other. And what is interesting here is that it's not just about Sam and Michael. It's also about David and the vampires. You know, these lost boys. They also are a family. That's really interesting. I like that. Thank you for that, Alistair. You're welcome. Where can our listeners find us online? Patreon.com slash word salad. There you go. That's right. On Patreon, we have exclusive content. We have new exclusives coming out all the time. I've got three episodes of Cinemuck recorded and backlogged that I'm trying to edit. So... Plenty of new Cinemux coming out in the future. And Alistair and I, now that we are both on summer break, have some wild plans for things that we want to put together. Really experimental content, video content, and yeah. uh, musical content. That so, we are not going to spoil. Yep, we're not going to spoil it here. Just keep an eye out because we'll promote it on, you know, Critters and Creeps Club and stuff. And while we're talking about that... Apart from Patreon.com slash Word Salad, can our listeners find us on social media? Facebook at the CadaverCast, Critters and Creeps Club, join the club. On Twitter. At Cadaver underscore cast. And on Instagram. At CadaverCast. That's right. So, and I'll post a picture of me as a lost boy on Instagram, and that'll end up on Facebook too. But you can find that there. And then, uh, of course, if you want to email us, shoot us an email over at cadavercast at gmail.com. But otherwise, that's it from us. Uh, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. 
I'm glad that we got the opportunity to do this episode, that it's a movie that Alistair had seen so we could talk about it. And uh, there you go, Al. You know what to do. You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you.